Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. <laughs> Welcome to Europhile. This is Kate Walker. I'm Catherine Rory. Oh my God. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> but we're still here. We're yeah. still doing this podcast in case anyone was worried that we stopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were two Europhiles in Europe gallivanting yep. around Italy, mm-hmm. literally all around. I'll never do that again. Yeah, we did too much. Did too we, much. We did the most. And you'd think we'd learn our lesson because, like, we've been college students I who said have I didn't want to do that, and we did it. And we yeah. did that. <laughs> it's so tempting though, because you're like, I want to go to Rome. I want to go to Amalfi. I yeah. want to go to Puglia. And then like yes. Puglia is like a region. Yes. So you're like. So hey, the well, things that we we're seeing on TikTok, we need to go to like different, different beaches yeah. and like. And the things that we, we were seeing to to were like hours away <laughs> from where we were, or yeah. like it, ugh, yeah. So I mean, we did. We I'm glad we did it. I know it was so fun. I couldn't believe how hot, but it was, it was so hot. Oh, Rome, wow, yeah, amazing, wow. Um. It, had, it was the first time going back for me after I had studied abroad. And the first night we got in, like flew in, we drove by my old apartments. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay, I feel like I saw it. Don't need to go back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a shitty, like university College. apartment. Yeah. 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 But good memories. Yes. Memories yes. There. I'm glad to be there. I was there with you to like re-experience mm-hmm. it. We so that around. was nice. Yes. Stayed in Tristavre. And ate everything. Which was poppin'. Mm-hmm. So cute. I forgot yes. how fun Tristavre yeah. is. And just had carbonara every day yeah, and cappuccinos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh and a Oh my god. Yes. Yum. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We tried all the pastries everywhere. Yes. What was your favorite pastry, do you think? I could say mine. I already know. Well, say yours. The sfogliatella that we had. In Amalfi? In Amalfi. I was going to say that, too. I was already blanking on what it was called, though. I don't know why that word does not stay in my brain. <laughs> that I don't was know why it, it's though. seared in mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that it's like a seashell. kind of looks like a seashell. Yes. With lemon, like sea and lemon. Yes. I love yeah. adore and and it's like crunchy crunchy i love yes love yeah. love love yeah we that had was a baba o rum which was very delicious that was very good but i would not order that when i could just have a sfogliatella yeah 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 i know we didn't get a maritozzo which is a shame but well we never even found your cafe zero either oh my god I this know. This treat that she's I been keep, telling me about I keep forever. talking about it. And that, like, coffee shard It's, like, impossible to find. Delicious magic fluff is impossible to find. It literally was impossible to find. But what else did we eat? We ate tons of paninis. Yes. Oh, my, oh my God. I had this one sandwich <laughs> in Bari that I literally <sighs> think... Who knew I was this? such a mortadella, a mortadella girl? girl. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't and know it either. I don't even that like meat. Love and I was that. awakened. <laughs> I know. I had it's it it's was... not like wet deli meat, Oscar Mayer shit. <laughs> yes. It's like yeah, yeah, elegant yeah. pistachios. Yes. You know. So the sandwich was. I think yeah. it was like a warm ciabatta with mortadella, crushed up pistachios, balsamic, 
and stracciatella. Wow, goddamn. Cheese. Oh my god, I'm, my mouth is watering. I think Bari was elite with food everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yes. Whereas, like, Rome, you can get, like, shitty food. You can. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Bari, everywhere you go. It was great. Inc- even if it's humble food, it's incredible. Including fried polenta. A fried polenta on the side From an angry of... woman on the road. Oh, my God. They were all screaming at each other. Screaming. No one was actually mad. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> was conversing. screaming, though. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. And she ignored us, you know, for 20 oh, minutes. And I was literally taking, even... taking it. Yeah. There was no one was else like, there. We were the I'm only ones sitting there. And she polenta. just wasn't looking at us. Yeah. <laughs> ignoring us and it paired perfectly with a peroni oh my god that oh that was god. so good oh my god my yeah. mouth's watering i know um we but, also stopped in naples mm-hmm. for pizza pizza the pizza absolutely amazing mm-hmm. wow i'm so hungry actually um, you do we haven't had dinner i know <laughs> um i will say bari was really surprised me obviously i keep saying this food wise but like tasting menu there wow incredible yes and then we had a tasting menu at Rocholi at this restaurant in in Rome on our last night and I'm so glad that that was our last meal that was we kept walking by it it's in Rome in like the city center and it was so busy every single time you know we we tried and we we did the classic tourist mistake didn't make any reservations because I was like I'm not gonna worry about that yeah like, no you're dumb you need to make reservations yeah like this summer was chaos in so in... many people yeah so many and foreigners we were contri- contributing yeah. to that obviously yeah but like holy shit it felt like you're walking at like um uh, a concert yeah something yeah it's just we, like we were in positano for what a total of <laughs> half an hour I was like, and, I hate this. <laughs> and it was, I'm so glad we didn't stay in actual Positano because it was crazy. Like, yeah. we were it's just so there to hop obviously. on a ferry. And it's, like, yeah. worth it, I'm sure. And if you're yeah. trying to, like, ball out on a hotel, like, at... Of course. Oh, yes. I mean, Sternus is my dream. I know. So, like, someday I will be in Positano, in Positano and stay there. But just, like, the the amount of people there, I was just like, this is this is a lot. Literally claustrophobia. And that's probably where we got COVID. <laughs> Oh yeah, but we I didn't know it. Say that, yeah. Didn't know we did that not know until we tested and got home. We were all sick, so that yeah. was cool. Yep. But I will say, um, my other coworkers got COVID and they got the American brand version, <laughs> and it was more horrible than ours. So yes. We yeah. Had the Euro. Yeah, strand. not as not as bad. No, not nearly not bad. as bad. It feels no. well. It was worse for you, but yeah, I had a horrible strep throat or what felt like a strep throat sore throat Mm -hmm. and i remember like almost choking on a fucking pretzel like (laughs) it hurts so bad yeah yeah well and then you know so okay obviously we have an amazing time in italy and then we come home we test positive for covid and then our bags were lost for a week so (laughs) mine was lost for a week yours wasn't over a week yeah. Yeah. Mine was mine showed up like with four days later or something like that, uh, unannounced. It just was here, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's I good." Know. <laughs> I know. Oh, we should talk about our day at the beach club. Like, I don't know. Oh my god! If people are onto this, obviously the Europeans are onto this. Mm-hmm. But like, wow, 
I am a beach club girl. Yes. I didn't know I needed that. I'm I'm any kind of beach. I don't care really. But like, wow, that was such a fun experience. We did like a bougie beach club experience Mm -hmm. in Positano. So you just like get picked up and then they take you in a boat and you arrive in a cove and it's all filled up with beautiful orange and white you know umbrellas and mm-hmm. your whole meal you can pick your meal but like you know we like your balled, courses. we balled out a little bit and we got like the nicer version yes. so we got like all of these courses and pastas and, and drinks and yes. served to us by very cute very cute adorable. italian men yeah <laughs> so fun and the water so was fun. amazing yeah and just uh, wow amazing I day that literally was the had day. the best 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 time <laughs> best best time best ever. best best <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we'll talk about this some more but do you mind if i get into oh please let's do it topic so i know i told you that i said europe but i guess i should have said England, but not really. That's well. My mini topic is English, oh, randomly. Oh, oh. So there we are. Thanks. Yes. Also, I want to point out that Kat and I quarantined for two weeks together <laughs> before Italy. Went to Italy together. We only had we had separate days where we were like, okay, one one each had a day where you're like, I really need a yeah. minute. But you know, no. No fights or anything. Yeah, we haven't, never. We haven't yeah. fought. And then we quarantined again. Because we had COVID. And we were giggling the entire time. So yes. I had a great time. We, We've literally time. been stuck together for <laughs> yes. a m- over a month now. Yes. And it's been a great it's been a blast. Great old time. Adore yeah. you. Adore you. <laughs> um, it's been hilarious. Honestly, it's been the best time. Love that it's, for us. It is no surprise how in tune we are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so, great. England. Love mm-hmm. it. We're going to be talking about a ship and oh. a rescue mission. Okay? Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, this is Fun. Ma- major dad vibes. Okay? This is... Dads to all dads. the dads. Listen up. Shout out to my dad. In particular, <laughs> let's... let's this is um this is for bill this is a shout out for bill walker and george walker because Mm -hmm. they're both sailors okay Mm -hmm. you know on the seas of lake michigan (laughs) (laughs) okay treacherous waters actually my aunt did get it is actually and and was in the in lake michigan over like at 2 a.m. for like an hour by herself. That is just the scary story. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she is literally like five feet tall, so she's like just got whoops, swept <laughs> right overboard. <laughs> God. It could be you, Kat. I know. Um, okay, so I got all of this information from the ship's captain. Like he did a retelling oh, of this story. Okay, okay. Captain Arthur Henry Rostrum. And he was the captain of the RMS Carpathia. Okay? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? Do you know what this is? I don't think so. Okay. Let's set the scene. Okay? Great. The RMS Carpathia can carry about 1,700 passengers. And on May 5th, 1903, the Carpathia embarked on its maiden voyage, sailing from Liverpool to New York City. Mm-hmm. It was not known as, like, this opulent 
ship. It was, you know, just... It initially didn't even have first-class accommodations. Oh, okay. So it was really popular for, like tourists and immigrants like like humble yeah. normal people you know yeah. there's no rockefellers on the ship okay? okay it did eventually get like a little facelift and did get a first class but i just want to mm. like set this like it's okay. not this it's maybe opulent, the spirit it's a spirit humble airline spirit equivalent? airline yeah <laughs> liner cruise liner <laughs> and so on april 11th 1912 mm-hmm. carpathia departed from new york city for croatia carrying approximately 700 passengers okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at that time we're getting new technology we're getting the wireless Mm -hmm. oh yes (laughs) and they're very excited to have the wireless on these ships and you know it's not the most um reliable source of Mm -hmm. communication Mm -hmm. so one night april 11th the -hmm. operator was at his post 30 minutes after his ship ended at 12 30 a.m he was in the very act of undoing his boots where he gets a call on the mm-hmm. wireless. Mm-hmm. I like literally have fucking goosebumps. Like I've oh my God. heard this 8 million times. Like <laughs> SOS Titanic is calling. Oh, we have struck ice yes. and will require immediate assistance. I was going to say this is like the same time as Titanic. Okay. It is. It is. Quite the same. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And so... This captain is telling the story. He has major, what is it, RP English, where it's like literally the most posh English you could ever listen to in your entire... Are you listening to a royal? Like, you don't know. Okay. And um, so the captain thought, like, why is this cheeky beggar coming into my cabin without knocking? Like, he's still awake, the captain. He's about to go to bed. The operator relays, Mm -hmm. SOS Titanic hit an iceberg. Mm -hmm. They're going... And they yeah. need help. They don't know what's going on yet. They don't know that it's sinking. Yeah. But they need, They know they need help. Yes. So he goes, okay, here we fucking go. Yeah. We're doing everything we can to help this ship. And mm-hmm. their little tiny ship. Like, there were other mm-hmm. major luxury cruise liners around this area. Within hours yeah. of the Titanic. That did not do as much as the Carpathia did. Okay. He tells them, tell the operator, we're coming as fast as we can. And the Carpathia is, okay, I'm going to do, ooh, I'm doing ship terms. Okay. Okay. Um, is a 14-knot ship. I didn't look how much, like, mile per hour that is because whatever. But, like, yeah. He, and then he says, 14 knots, not good enough. Okay. Let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to his chief engineer and said, we need every ounce of power every particle of steam for speed yeah turn <gasps> off the heat turn off oh everything turn off it all wow we're using everything to get there yeah. okay okay and they go here we go and luckily like it's at night it's midnight you know yeah. like it's not People like everyone's yeah, yeah it's not like everyone's awake and everyone's in their beds and they'll be warm they'll be fine and he said absolute silence must be maintained for the passenger's sake they cannot mm-hmm. know about anything yes. that's about to happen. We're turning yeah. our ship around. That's not what they paid for. Oh, my God. Okay. Because they're crossing each other. They're going different ways, right? Oh. The Titanic is going to New York. They left New York. Okay? Oh, okay. Got it. So the sailors understand this urgency. They're getting 
waking up in the middle of the night the people who are off shift and here they are working in their pajamas yeah like everyone who woke up is in their pajamas uh-huh captain rostrum goes to the doctors of the ship and he says okay english doctor you're in the first class dining room you are going to be here mm-hmm. italian doctor you're going to be in the second class dining room you're going to be here um hungarian doctor you're in the third class dining room and he has all of them get soup, coffee, and tea prepared, blankets at every gangway. Literally, this man is a fucking Virgo or something. Yes. I don't know. But, like, he just, like, turned this he on. He is, like, we're doing yeah. this. Yeah. And he's funny. Like, he's a good storyteller. Yeah. And <laughs> all spare berths were prepared for, like, the rescued of okay. the Titanic. Mm-hmm. The survivors. So they, you know, they were, like, filled to maybe, like, a third capacity or something like oh, that. So they good. had room. Yeah. yeah. People would give up their rooms. Like, all men gave up their rooms mm-hmm. for wow. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And he said that there's a brilliant moonless night full of stars. Mm-hmm. She makes it to 17 knots. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, really, like, he's like, I want to un- make you understand the capacity to make a ship do that yeah like that is really impressive yeah they made that happen mm-hmm. and so he gets there in three and a half hours instead of four okay he knows yes it's freezing people in the water if they're in the water the, the, yeah etc 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 okay so these men you know thinking of everything attach chairs to ropes in case they're injured and they need to like pull them up Mm-hmm. And they make this like literally makes me cry. I don't know why. So they fire green rockets every fifteen minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. I just love stories where like people like coming together and like helping. People. Yeah. And it's just he's like, I know I would want reassurance. So they're yes. doing that to be like, we're coming, we're coming. You know, like yes, yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Every fifteen minutes. Wow. And they keep getting messages from the Titanic now. He said, now they're getting messages. The engine room is filling. Titanic is sinking. Yeah. Sinking. And now they're close. They're seeing icebergs. So they're in this iceberg field. Yes. You know, there's no moon. He's like, we didn't slow down. We're just maneuvering. We're just, we're not going in a straight path anymore. We're just, I have everyone telling me how many like everyone's on deck you know Mm -hmm. telling me about icebergs yes okay they start seeing green signals and it's 3 30 a.m Mm -hmm. okay they're three and a half hours into this already right Mm -hmm. they're like we're here okay we're here and they see no sign of a ship it's because (gasps) it had gone down an hour before oh my god yeah he's like it's so quiet it's yeah. so eerily quiet. You see yeah. icebergs. Oh my god! Titanic you, went down that fast. Yes. Yeah. In two Jesus. hours or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They don't even see boats yet. They just see like a green. You know, they're all. They also have like little like flares or whatever yeah. it is. As soon as they see this green signal, they see an iceberg directly. He's like, I want to, you know, I want to tell you it was in front of us. Yeah. So, we are now like having to maneuver. And kind of go around, and mm-hmm. he's like, I literally don't know how, they basically, didn't hit like, they didn't hit anything. Yes, yeah. So now they have to be careful, and they see all of the Titanic, like, rescue boats. 
So the sun starts to come up, you know, showing how many actual icebergs are there. Yeah. He said he had someone count. There were 25 icebergs Mm. over 200 feet. Oh, my God. And he's like, not to mention, like, dozens and dozens of tinier ones. Yes. But these are the ones that, like, could sink your ship, you know? Right. Yeah. They begun to get the survivors onto the Carpathia, and altogether, they saved 705 people. Wow. Wow. I mean, the Titanic had over 2,000 passengers. Yes, a lot of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... All the crew and everyone, they, like, hold a service mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, in memory of appreciation and loss. Mm-hmm. The captain said there was, it was eer- eerie because there was hardly any wreckage, just, like, a random deck chair. Like, there was not floating yeah. wood. There was not, like, weird. anything. He's yeah. like, it was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he said it more eloquently than that, but... <laughs> so, basically, he you know, was like, we have to go back to New York now. Yes. And it's interesting because he w- he was saying, like, also some of the rescue boats weren't full, like, because they were, like, oh, some of the first... Yes, yes. Some of the first to leave. Yeah. And, you know, some were overfilled. Yeah. He said... This is a fun story, okay? So he said um, there was this one woman who the captain had given up his accommodations to. Mm-hmm. This woman had lost her husband so she was bereaved right Mm -hmm. and none of the you know obviously you know all the women are on these boats and people are swimming swimming all around like they're not taking any of these swimmers they're like they're wet they're cold we're full like we cannot save everyone i'm sorry like we cannot do this and in the middle of her sort of like bereavement like she's she has watched the fucking ship go down like she knows her husband is gone she she sees this thing bobbing yes like yeah yeah yeah. big cylinder whatever that thing is and it all gets suctioned down you know to their inevitable fate and so she's you know obviously very upset yeah and is like now i don't know what to do and as soon as that happened she she saw a swimmer and he was begging for people to bring him aboard and she was like begging for this for this man to be saved yes for her fellow passengers and she's like for some reason i don't know why what came over me there were other swimmers Mm -hmm. and as soon as you know she's you know crying and goes back to you know mourning her husband goes back to minding her own business everyone's minding their own business it's been literal hours at this point and daylight breaks and she sees the passengers of the ship like and she like knows who some of them are and uh, the swimmer was her husband (gasps) what so he's saved so he's alive oh my god oh my god (laughs) wow that's amazing i was like like listening wow. to it in my bed last night, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is so good!" Oh. And then, wow. like, there was like tons oh. of little stories like that where it was like people being separated from someone and seeing yeah. them later, or yes. or people selfishly giving up their place in a boat, yeah, or being selfish. Mm-hmm. It's just it was very interesting. Like, yeah, the captain was talking about how he was like there really was 
thousands of stories of goodness mm-hmm. that happened that yeah. day that yeah you know mm-hmm. they talked about obviously they are on their you know merry way well, i don't know merry but on their way to new york and there they were greeted with thousands of people waiting to see the survivors yes on the carpathia yeah and you know make sure like they're like family members like yes. all, everyone's waiting to see because they don't know right who, you know and obviously this man who is an absolute earth sign i don't know what he yeah. is but um you know was sending names of list of you know yes. survivors yeah as much as you can but dawson rose, <laughs> rose. dawson <laughs> oh, that's so um and so basically, um, the RMS Carpathia and crew won medals of honor for their bravery, quick thinking, and humanity. Wow. Wait, what was this captain's name again? Captain Rostrum. Okay. We love. We They're, love them all. Like, he we is, love all of them. He's like, who is this cheeky bugger? <laughs> is that how he talks? Yeah. <laughs> It was well, very cute. I literally cried like eight times yeah. during it. I mean, he tells it so, you know, he's talking about the moonless night and the, yeah. you know, and talking about it's as clear as it can be on a, on a night, you know, like this and it's eerily quiet and he's talking, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just. Yeah. He's painting the it's, picture. It's, he's a sailor. So it's, he's telling you exa- like he's giving you an account of. Yes something yeah. but it's the way he's it's a storytelling without too much mm-hmm. like thrill thrill yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that man is a an earth sign mm-hmm. oh Absolutely. totally mm-hmm. <laughs> and god bless them they keep this earth functioning yeah <laughs> well that was very good i'm very annoyed at myself that i didn't know what that was off the top of my head but now i'll like have that oh forever. i wouldn't know I knew it was familiar. Literally, but, you know, a I'm dad not trying face to pretend. came up on my TikTok and was like, <laughs> oh, because it was this really great thread or whatever. I don't know, thread, if that's the right word on TikTok. But someone stitched someone else, which is like, you know, someone asks mm-hmm. a question and then someone else can answer mm-hmm. it. So the question was, what history moment makes you emotional? Oh. It was this old man being like, oh my God. <laughs> Every time I think about the RMS Carpathia, it was this little ship that, you know, mm-hmm. tried, and yeah. they did what they could, and they knew they would fail. Yeah. And were late, and mm-hmm. couldn't go very fast. Yeah. And all of these, all of these, all of these things. There were closer ships, like mm-hmm. they did what they could. Yeah. And they saved seven hundred people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Now I need to watch Titanic. I've like <laughs> for months I've been saying that I want to watch Titanic. Except I watch it obviously until the Titanic hits, and then you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm good. That was a good movie. And then I you turn love it off. This happy love story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so happy they found each other. Good night. <laughs> bye bye. That's so funny. All right. Well, should I just start my mini topic today? By all means, please. So we are going to talk about dating culture in Victorian England. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, fun. Kind of fun. So, like marriage, flirting, things like that. Fans? So, what? Are we talk are we talking about fans? Oh, well, I actually don't know if I I read that, but I didn't 
I don't think we are, honestly. Another another time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this could be more, and I'm like trying to keep it succinct. No, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, by the beginning of the 1800s, I thought this was interesting. So, like, marriage for economic and social purposes were, like, kind of less popular. Windowing. And yeah. people were like, we want to marry love. for love. And, like, yeah. at least, like, you know, mutual affection. Like, we like each yeah. other. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And it's this not was a business called, transaction anymore. Ex- exactly. And this was called the companionate marriage. Oh. Yeah. So I was that's like, the, the era we're in. Yes, yeah. I guess, like, it goes up to Victorian, but, you know, we're jumping around a little. Okay. This was great because this opens up for people who are not heterosexual because it Mm. became the norm to be like, you know, oh, I never found love, so I didn't get married. Or something like so, mm. like at least that was like an out where they, like they didn't have to people oh, who are not so heterosexual, true. you know, yeah. didn't have to put themselves in this situation that they absolutely did not want to be in, you know. Yeah. So like here, like we're getting little glimpses of like agency, okay, in like oh, how your great. life kind of looks, okay. and, and like for women too, uh-huh. and like. I saw this thing where, and I, you know, maybe another time I'll get in more detail, but, like, women could live together, and there were some, like, rights that they could have that were almost, like, equivalent to marriage. Mm. So it was, like, okay. little things like that where you're, like, Mm-mm. you know, getting a little bit you more... You still cannot have a bank account in the United States. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we're getting little, little positive things here. Mm. Good. There was also a lot of classified ads and, like, matrimonial ads happening. So It's like Tinder. Yes, exactly. And people, so, you know, like, um, man of good standing looking for a woman with a large fortune. Like, literally, like, that is what they would write. But other ones are, like, brokenhearted people saying, like, Uh let's meet. So here's one example. I have a few examples. C A D. So I assume that means to someone with that those initials or something. Okay. Utterly miserable and brokenhearted. I must see you, my darling. Please write and fix time and place at all risks. Can pass house house if necessary unseen in a closed carriage. Oh. So like in the newspaper. Like how fun yeah. is that to read? Like, I love that. Yes. And then another one is kitten. I hope you are happy. Oh. I am most miserable. Do write to our house before Wednesday next. I cannot bear a year. Pray let me see you for our old love, which is still strong. Oh. In the newspaper. I just thought that was so fun. I love that. <laughs> okay, now we're going to talk about some, some flirting tips. Okay. Love. So if a man I likes a woman, <laughs> he would tip his hat to her. Okay. So I thought that was like a, a maybe like a respectful thing but i guess it was was taken as yeah more of like a flirty thing and i love that it's like boom you do that you know Mm -hmm. great that's nice correct yeah and then if she was interested she would just like prolong her gaze and probably you know do something specific with her fan or handkerchief to like let them know that like i'm single or i'm engaged like don't talk to me um, there was also some dating advice, obviously in books, but I thought this was fun because it was the title of this book is the marriage guide for young men. Oh. So there was stuff like this for men too. Self-help for men. Yes. In 188, this book was published in 1883 and it says, seek out women with large bulbous heads 
as they are bound to be I well sexed. I have a giant head. And f- well, you're bound to be well sexed I and am- full of pluck. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever <Okay>. that means. <laughs> what does that mean, though? Get in line, men. <laughs> Kate Suter line. I have line. a giant head, so that is great news. <laughs> well, I have a baby-sized head. I know. So stay away from me, apparently. Pluck. I am not marriage material. <laughs> I guess like manuals like this would also state that, you know, Victorian men need to, you know, do X, Y, Z. They need to always defend their partner. Yeah. They always need to help her entering and exiting carriages. And they always need to hold her handbag. And I thought, I was like, that would not happen today. And there was a little tiny bag. My handbag is part of my fit. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. But like seeing men now you know carrying around some like some of them do that yeah but all the time yeah Mm -hmm. and like the frilly little bags that these ladies probably had like that's money purses yeah and then this is we're wrapping it up here but i never heard of these and i thought these were really fun so you know let's say you're at a ball dance social gathering a person may slip you a note that's called an escort card and they were like cheeky. Parents hated these because they thought it was like inappropriate or like maybe like, oh, my daughter might get mixed up with the wrong man because like he slipped her an escort card. And they're okay. basically like bad boys. It, it may, it's like, yeah, bad boys. Because obviously <laughs> like they weren't introduced properly because otherwise they could have oh, just talked to her. Oh my God, that's so true. So yes, you're like you're slipping right. notes to someone that you like think is hot, but like you were never formally introduced. Yeah. So, you know, okay. it's like a fun way to like break the ice or like start up a conversation and just be like innocently flirt with someone mm-hmm. or like maybe not so innocently. But they would okay. be like a little joke or like a picture. They'd be like, you know, may I see you home tonight? Mm-hmm. And like things like that. The, I was reading an article of like this woman who collects the Victorian, you know, things and mm-hmm. she has a few and some of them are like clearly written from women to women. Clearly, from women to men. Mm. So, and then men to women. Mm -hmm. So, at least in her collection. So, I was like, okay, like everyone was like slipping each other, Mm -hmm. like kind of scandalous little notes. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, that is so fun. And, you know, they would hide it in like their glove or or, like behind their fan. I know. The more I learn about them, I'm like, they're They're not so stuffy. (laughs) Yes. Like the occult, they love it. Flirting, they love. Dead yeah. people's hair, dead people, like, pictures. like. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so that is just a little <laughs> glimpse of dating and flirting. I love in, that. That's in so England. fun. I literally yeah. just made myself chuckle. Freaky <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> they were. They were. <laughs> so funny. Do you have a recommendation? Oh, Oh yes, I do, and oh, I'm what do you got? and I'm afraid you're gonna be mad at me for saying this one. Oh what? Um, because we were at a beach club, and we got oh. this delightful, delightful little treat. Oh my god! Mm. Oh. <laughs> and it was called a cafe lechese, mm-hmm. which is a cafe in the style from Lecce, which is like a city in Puglia. Somehow we had that in Amalfi. Make it make sense? I don't know. <laughs> It is almond syrup mm-hmm. with a shot of espresso over ice. Oh. And wow. Oh. It hit more than you could ever know. 
We were, it, we were never literally staring at each other like, like, what the hell? How have we yes. never heard of this? Yes. Because like, it was like how a we never tried this? Like, milky looking syrup. It is not like, like you know. Milky, cloudy. Not like a, you know, syrup that you would get at Starbucks. Like, no. it's not that. We tried to, we make, tried it, to make it and it was fine. I would say bad, but oh. that's me. I know you like. Yeah, I don't. Milk I definitely don't think it was bad. Like so yeah, I guess we're you know we're just gonna have to find some sort of find some almond this syrup. specific almond syrup and buy mm-hmm. it. But wow, that was it was so so good. Mm-mm-mm. I think I have a photo of it. Maybe we do. Okay. Sure. Well, I have what another edible mm-hmm. wreck, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's a little bit of a stretch maybe because it's I don't think it's probably not traditionally Italian. But it's my pantry, well, not my pantry pasta, but the Allison Roman pantry pasta recipe. Oh, that fucking counts. I'm sorry. That? that is oh, one okay. of the best and we are not talking dishes I've ever had. The Allison Roman shallot pasta. We are yeah. talking another pasta because yeah. I'm sorry, everyone, fuck that shallot pasta. Don't like it. Okay, hater. Yeah, like we're it. hating each other's things today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like you make a paste of like shallots, anchovies, garlic. And then you dilute that with the pasta water. But mm. then the kicker is you yeah, add literally a half of a, of a lemon, like the whole thing, Ooh. chop it up with fresh garlic, and you toss it in, you know, with whatever herbs you have, parsley, whatever. But yeah, it's like the technique the of... Best. Everyone just go watch the video and do it because it's like you think... I probably think, you know, I'm a good cook. I could have done this. And I have tried to make pastas like this before, and it does not hit. Like, you need yeah, a professional to, bad. like, teach you, like, a thing or two, and then, like, that will elevate it so much. Yeah. And, like, it we was, had people over for so dinner special. the other mm-hmm. night and, like, made that, and it is so easy, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm about to make that next week for when people yep. come over, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. No, me neither. I'm not over it. Nope. I'll never be over it. Nope. <laughs> Do you have a little word of the day? Yes. I have a little Victorian slang for us. Lovely. And I love it. Okay. So, okay, it's a phrase instead of a word, so sorry. But it's okay. the jammiest bits of jam. Whoa, okay. And what that means that? absolutely perfect females. <laughs> they are the jammiest bits of jam. Whoa. Isn't that yes. so good? I, I thought that, that was so, so cute. Much. Oh my it's god, like... that made me want that guava jam that my mom made. Because <laughs> it's like <gasps> saucy, but so sweet. Yeah. And this, you know, jam. They're the Yum. jammiest bits of jam. I love it. Well, I loved your topic today, Kate. Can't wait to watch Titanic with you soon. <laughs> um, we're doing that. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. So we nice to you. be back here doing this. <laughs> mm. And we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Ciao.